so we so we wrapped up with this conundrum. Leaven, generally speaking, is not good, right? That's what we sort of settled on. Sin, evil inclination, hypocrisy, false teaching, man's injection of himself, complication into the simplicity of God's provision. And we learned that one reason, a significant reason that we're prohibited from eating leaven during the festival of Passover is about humility and gratitude that we're removing ourselves because we couldn't do it, right? Removing the leaven is to say, we know, God, that you acted alone. And we overlaid that onto our salvation story as well through Yeshua, knowing that he, in a sense, acted alone. And somebody asked me after the message, well, what about choice? I mean, what about free will? Of course, that is true. We have to make some decisions, but ultimately, Yeshua dying on the cross, God performing the miracles and the plagues and parting of the sea, that didn't have anything to do with our power, right? We still had choices to make. And we're going to talk about choices right now because we are the eternal beneficiaries of the work that God himself in the Exodus and through Yeshua did. So it sort of seems like Leaven should never make an appearance in anything if that's the way leaven is interpreted. And yet once the Feast of Unleavened Bread concluded, we brought it right back in and we talked about this. The Omer, we're eating bread, we're like, I'm eating a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts as soon as the Passover holiday is over. I'm kidding, not a dozen, ten. We talked about that first... The, the Omer count. Now, tonight, we celebrate Shavuot. And not only is leaven included in the diet in Shavuot, it is, as I told you today, a required component of the festival celebration in the temple. So we've come a long way. Leviticus 23, he says, You shall bring from your dwellings two loaves of bread to be waved, made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be a fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. Listen, these leavened loaves, it says, shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. That's a long way from matzah. So what was, you know, now, again, I want to make this very clear so that there's never any confusion. Those loaves were never put on the altar. Okay, they were never burned and offered. Leaven never made it there. But the wave offering did happen in the temple. But leaven before the Lord, it's still strange. So what was seven weeks ago, absolutely forbidden. The word is karet in Hebrew, cut off from your people. You are not welcome here if you're doing this all of a sudden is now waved before God as holy to the Lord. This is a conundrum. This morning I told you, though, that the Torah normally celebrates our creative power. The, the Torah, Judaism sees our ability to create and do things as a manifestation of being created in the image of God. Because God is a creator, and he put his image within you to create. Okay, so again, that's normally a celebrated thing. Human ingenuity, good, necessary for the benefit of the world. Now, not always. As we talked about this morning, sometimes we need to get out of the way, recognize God. But that was then. 
Unleavened was then. Now is now. You ever heard of living in the moment? Now is now. You are different. You are supposed to be different anyway. After the journey that we've been on. And if you're not, because you forgot to count or you just didn't think about it or whatever, it's not too late. Because here's the story. What does leaven cause in the loaf? We know it's fermentation, but what does leaven cause? The rising. We could call it, we might even say, the ascension. The rising of the raw material, God's raw material, flour, water, even the yeast itself are changed. They become something new. They become something better. And like I said, let's face it. Cinnamon rolls are a lot better than matzah. Leaven changes things for good as well as bad. The transformation of leaven from something bad, something incomplete, something not wanted, to something good, something fulfilled, that is you right now. You didn't know you were a leavened loaf, did you? The process, having cleansed the leaven, so to speak, at Passover, to have recognized our inability to save ourselves from really much of anything, was followed by the gradual rising I described this morning through the days of the, of the Omer. You can see this, this concept of Pesach, no leaven, grain, water, then the barley. But even in the, even in the Omer and the barley, that's animal feed. Like it's a very simple grain, but it's one step up. We're back into the barley. And all through this process, again, I'm repeating myself some, but just to, Leslie asked me to recapture it. So we're, we, we ascend and we thank God. We've risen. We've accepted God's superior, superiority and influence with gratitude. And we're headed towards something up to something, rising towards something. And finally, as Shavuot arrives and the priest was waving those leaven loaves, we recognize that we are through this process, taking the time to rise over the last seven weeks, the leavened loaf. Now, what exactly does that mean? I told you that the, in, the, in the teaching that we did called Why, the Why of the Omer, it pointed to this exact thing. You were asking God in this process to knead the dough. You are the dough. To knead the dough, to show you areas where you can improve, to be different, to rise above your current status. But here's the key point. What I told you this morning is you had very little to do with any of that. But you have everything to do with this. God has invited you into the process of being a part of your own elevation, seeking to be better, asking God, show me and I will do because you've called me to do. You've asked me now not to sit on the side and just say thank you, but to get actively involved I have depended on you for so much, but you've asked me to labor in this world, to use my gifts and my abilities to bring glory to your name, to improve the world, to be, and here's a big word, a co-creator with God. 
This is not something that you hear often outside of a Jewish mindset. God asks you to be a co-creator with him. He's God. How could I ever do that? You are the hands and feet, it says. You are the hands and feet. And so ever, if we exalt, ourse- exalt ourselves above God, if we lose our, our focus as created versus creator, then we, we, we can't function well in this role of co-creation. But here's the best part. What is the way in which we remember our position in the economy of God? It's here. On 6 Sivan, God took everyone from Egypt up to Mount Sinai and said, This is the rule. This is the arrangement. These are the ways, the things that I want you to do, the way I want you to treat yourself, your spouse, your children, your employees, your coworkers. This is how you keep that nasty leaven from corrupting the whole lump. But the leaven changes. Now it becomes an opportunity, a fulfillment of a process. A fulfillment. And then, because Israel did not do the best job in the world of living according to this, what happened? Same day, 6 Sivan, Yeshua says, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to give you a way to be able to make sure that you can be the master of the evil inclination that is the dough, the yeast in the dough, right? You're the dough. And Yeshua said, I have, a, I, have a, I have something for you. Stay in Jerusalem till I give it to you. And that's what we celebrate at Shavuot. The giving of the Torah. The giving of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you can function as a leavened loaf. You don't have to be a flat powerless matzah cracker. And I know it sounds like I'm teaching a preschool class right now, but you get the analogy. You understand what I'm saying. The Torah and the Holy Spirit provide direction, humility, gratitude, the way in which we govern our action and involvement in the things of God. And now you are actually obligated. You are obligated to use your creative Function, your co creation ability. Deuteronomy 4. Israel, be a light to the nations. You don't get out of Egypt and go sit on the other side of the seashore, sit down on your rear end and say, okay, what's next? You start marching and you start rising, and then you end up at Mount Sinai and it's a new level of elevation. When I told you before the scripture from Matthew 13, I think that's where it was. Yes. Matthew 13, 31. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. In other words, 
My disciples will hear my voice, share the good news, and the world itself will be elevated, will rise because of my discipled leavened loaves. Your, the, it requires your effort. So everything I said today about Passover, that was then. This is now. The calling is you are involved. Your ingenuity. Remember from the Talmud, Rabbi Alexander said, he would say, what prevents us from doing your will, the yeast and the dough, but Yeshua tells us we can master our passions. And the Torah and the Holy Spirit, the gifts of Shavuot, which help you do that thing. So, the ascension is real, and it's literally tied to, in my mind, figuratively thinking, beautiful baking loaf of challah. Started out simple. God provided the raw ingredients. That's you. But you've risen. We've all risen. We've risen this weekend. We're on a new place. What are we going to do with it? What are we going to go home with? What are we going to, how are we going to contribute? How are we going to be the woman who puts a little bit of positive leaven in the bread and spreads the kingdom all over the place? Chametz was bad. Chametz was bad. Man's decline. But it also reflects the fact that we were released from bondage to Chametz to build a proper attitude toward it, and that choice is yours. Tonight, we celebrate them. Tomorrow, we celebrate these, the Torah and the Holy Spirit. We see this very similar, and I'm going to end with this, but we see a very similar gift uh, a process in the offering of the Thanksgiving offering, the Shalomim, the peace offering, where you have been saved from some horrible situation or some tragic hell situation or dangerous thing, and you come to the temple and you bring this offering, and you know what it is? It's a piece of matzah. It's an unleavened pita bread type thing and a leavened loaf. That was your offering. But do you, rep do you, do you see what it is? When I was down in the hole and God saved me, I was a flat cracker. In the process, I've risen a little bit. And now as I come before you, God, with my full, you've, you've raised me up. That's what the Thanksgiving offering says. And that's the only other place that leaven shows up in the temple. It's the same concept. Low, rising, achieved, process of fulfillment. Now what are you going to do with it? Okay? That's it. Judaism is full of opportunity for gratitude. Salvation, we have Passover has that, but we, we thank God for the trees. Tu Bishvat, for the fruit and for the trees, and Sukkot for the harvest, and Omer, and all this stuff, and serious times of introspection that lead us to profound gratitude, the days of Elul that take us into Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, but Shavuot, 
And now what we know about leaven and what leaven represents both negatively and positively because it is both. I told you the morning this morning, the answer to the question, is it good or bad? Yes. What we know about that now is it represents something truly unique. Passover alone would be incomplete. To be delivered from bondage is great. Who wants to be a slave? But that's not the story. That's not the end. God didn't say, hey, I did this for you. Figure it out. Go away. Read some books. You're on your own for whatever that's worth. No, he could have said that, but he didn't. Instead, he said, you shall count from the morrow of the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheep for the wave offering, seven full weeks shall they be, counting 50 days to the morrow after the seventh Sabbath. In other words, you shall rise. You shall ascend. You're going somewhere. I didn't just save you to save you. I have plans for you. Will you take them? And they rose. Literally, Moses ascended to Mount Sinai to receive the, the tablets. And later on Shavuot, those risen lows raised, waved before the Lord as holy unto him. And that's us. Yeshua rose from the dead, but that wasn't really the end of the story, was it? We're kind of the end of the story. Selfishly. He rose from the dead, and then he said, stay right there. I got more for you. And then he, he ascended to the heavens. It's all about elevation, and that's who you are. There's a lot of rising going on there. So tonight, leaven represents fulfillment, a process which has gone through its due course. Takes us back to that Passover begins with shame. You take an honest assessment. Matzah is a low starting point. However, we're up. So here's the thing. May Hashem elevate your spirit tonight. May he elevate your eyelids right now. <laughs> Nothing like eating a bunch of big, heavy dairy food and coming and listening to someone talk, right? <laughs> May Hashem elevate your spirit tonight and tomorrow. May this year, this year, right now, it's all we got, be the year to ascend to new heights for you in service to the world and to the king and alongside the king. Hag Shavuot Sameach. Let it rise.